Hello and welcome to the Golf.com podcast. I'm your host, Sean Zock. Today we're going to talk about the Jordan Spieth method to earning a tour card. It's what Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm and Jordan Niebergi and a number of young pro golfers are trying to do right now. Some of them are having more success than others. If it wasn't already clear, finding your way onto the PGA Tour is not easy. It takes years for many pros, years of the web.com tour, PGA Tour Canada, or even lower ranks of professional golf. In an attempt to skip that lengthy, sometimes inescapable process, a lot of newly minted pros who are coincidentally former highly touted amateurs will use sponsors exemptions to earn money uh, as well as earn retroactive FedEx Cup points. Non-PGA Tour members, as they are, are limited to seven sponsors exemptions throughout the year. So it's basically a make it or break it stretch of golf uh, over the course of two or three months. If they make a certain number of retroactive FedEx Cup points, uh, the number being 361 set last year, then they receive special temporary exemption onto tour and can receive unlimited sponsors exemptions for the remainder of the season. But the PGA Tour schedule is coming to a close. The FedEx Cup playoffs are actually not that far off in the distance. We've got a couple majors between now and then and not a lot of normal tour events. One of those tour events actually was canceled due to the flooding in the Greenbrier Classic area. As far as PGA Tour exemptions go, there are many other stipulations involved and they can all together become very confusing. Thankfully, we have one of golf's best prospects here to help explain it. He is Jordan Niebergi. Jordan just finished his college golf career at Oklahoma State and turned pro at the Quicken Loans last weekend. Jordan, does it sound weird to hear Jordan Niebergi professional golfer instead of Jordan Niebergi amateur golfer? Um, a little bit, but, um, you know, I've been working for this um, pretty much my whole life, and um, uh, the last couple of years have been, been really great at, at school and amateur golf, and um, I'm just kind of ready to get going, and um, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a great summer to finally get going and uh, i got a lot of great opportunities coming up yeah you mentioned amateur golf and and uh college golf which was for you at the university of oklahoma state uh but amateur golf wise you had a pretty storied amateur career you played on walker cup team you, you won a couple big uh amateur events the publics uh being one of them um so as far as amateurs go you kind of have to be a high-ranking amateur to try and pull off what a lot of people would call the Jordan Spieth method of earning a tour card. Uh, it's it's a bit of a FedEx Cup points race uh, running concurrently with money earned race uh, to match a figure set last season. How well do you understand the process of trying to earn your tour card? Um, I, I know it pretty well just from kind of learning about it this past year. Um, but, you know, depending on how many starts you get and stuff like that, during throughout the summer um it's tough for guys that just graduate to to play in a lot of events because there's only nine or so left nine or ten left so it's it's kind of tough but uh, once you get those starts um this year i got uh, this summer i got up to six starts and then plus the the british open so i have seven total starts and um you know it's if you just play some good golf you never know like i mean for example john Rahm last last week finished third and um i think he's almost halfway there to to that fixed number so you know it's all it's only a matter of um playing some playing some good golf and um putting yourself up there in contention and 
um, it'll, it'll take care of itself. Yeah, now you and John Rahm actually both made your pro debuts last weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. You both both cho- chose TaylorMade as your uh, as yep. your company uh, for lead sponsor as equipment and stuff goes. Why did you choose TaylorMade? You know, I've been um, I've, I've been with TaylorMade for a while now, and um, it, it it was a pretty easy decision for me. Um, I've, I've played their equipment. Um, for multiple years and um i've developed great relationships with with the guys at the company so um it was pretty easy um decision for me and obviously i think they have um the best stuff kind of overall um throughout the game and um it's just it was the most comfortable decision for me and um i, I think it was uh, you see a lot of guys up there at the on the tops of the rankings and you see a lot of tailor-made guys up there and I, I don't think that's a coincidence so yeah uh now you mentioned john rom both of you played last weekend quick and loans professional debuts his was a little bit different than yours you missed the cut mm-hmm. uh yeah y- and you kind of lost an opportunity as well uh, with the flooding at the greenbrier does yep. it does it feel like uh now that you're you're i guess technically two sh- uh two events shy of the seven that you you knew you were going to have going into the summer. Do, do you feel like kind of up against a bit of a, a, a pressure wall now that you've only got five events left this year? Um, not really. Um, I think there's still a lot of really good opportunities um, left in the summer. And, um, you know, the Open is – I'm really excited to get back and um, kind of experience that for a second time. And um, It's just all a matter of – um, just playing some good golf and um, just staying comfortable out there, not pressing for anything. And um, once once you start getting getting rolling, um, I, I think there's going to be no problems out there. Um, it's just, I mean, I, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm just out there um, to have fun and just gain new experiences um, throughout the rest of the summer. Before we continue, one podcast recommendation. Mr. Niebergi mentioned the British Open, which will take place soon at Royal Troon, but taking place over in Western Europe right now is Wimbledon. Wimbledon is back, and the traditions of the All England Club will serve as a welcome distraction from the other news going on in the UK. Novak Djokovic is looking to continue his dominance over the men's side of tennis, while Serena Williams is planning for major number 22. For Sports Illustrated's tennis coverage, hear John Wertheim on Beyond the Baseline at Sports Illustrated's Tennis Podcast. Find it on si.com slash podcasts, or search for Beyond the Baseline on your podcast app of choice. And with that, back to golf. I'm curious as to how the tour veterans treat you guys that you come out onto the scene. Now, you've been in a couple... Big events you've played in pro events as an amateur. You played in the Masters. You played in the yep. British Open. Obviously, how are you guys treated by by tour veterans? Are you, do you kind of, even though you're a pro now, do you sort of feel like an amateur still if you don't know everybody? Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't really know many people, but um, some of the OSU guys kind of take me under the wing, um, like Charles Howell, uh, Ricky Fowler, and. Morgan Hoffman, um, all those guys kind of, uh, just take me under the wing and, um, we can play practice rounds. I I have someone to talk to out there. Um, and even, even some other guys like Zach Johnson, I've gotten to play a practice, couple practice rounds with him. Um, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of guys that I've over the last couple of years, 
um, and the events I've played out there, I've gotten to know a little better. So um, I feel somewhat comfortable out there, and, you know, it's just a matter of time to get to know those guys a lot better. And um, and, and they don't really treat you any different. Um, it's just kind of your, um, your like, obligation to get out there and, and talk to them and, um, and, and get to know them because they will – they will talk to you back. Like this past week, we um, ended up playing with Sean Stefani and uh, Robert Garrigus and stuff and people like that. And um, they're more than willing to help you out on the course and, and talk to you. And it's pretty cool to see that. Who is the who's the guy on top of your list that you really want to meet that you haven't met yet? Um, well, I grew up watching Tiger pretty much all my life, and um, it'd be great to meet him. I, I saw him this past week at Congressional, but. He was probably a little busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And doing some doing some stuff around his tournament. So, um, if there's just one person, that that would probably be him uh, while I'm out there. So cool, cool. I'm sure you get a chance to uh, the the longer you play in this game. Yeah, uh, yeah. He'll be back eventually before long. You mentioned the British Open. That's next on your your docket of tournaments. You yep. er, you earned a spot by playing so well last year. I think a lot of people think about last year's event. As far as amateurs go, and they think about Paul Dunn ho- holding the 54-hole lead, uh, mm-hmm. but you weren't far behind, and eventually on Sunday, you became the low amateur. You finished in the top 10, T6. You tied with Sergio Garcia. You beat out yep. you know, Adam Scott and a couple of those guys. Is that your career? Is that the, the top accomplishment of your career in your eyes? Um, you know, I've had... I've had a lot of, I've been fortunate to be in a lot of great experiences um, in my life. And, you know, if if I would have to choose something, that'd probably be it because it was just on a on the biggest stage, um, one of the biggest stage other than the Masters that I've played on. And I've played really solid throughout the entire event. So I'm most proud of probably that. Um, but there's several other um, experiences I've had, like, winning the U.S. public links and with my dad on the bag and winning the the Western uh, Am right after that, which is one of the hardest amateur events to win. Um, so there's, I mean, and, and playing on two Walker Cup teams, which is um, which is pretty awesome to be able to play for your country. So there's several different ones, but um, being able to play that well and be, be that comfortable out on that stage, um, I would definitely say that was probably the, the best um, performance I had. Yeah, I, I I imagine being on that stage will help you uh, as you go to Royal Troon um, for this year's mm-hmm. British. I guess um, now that missing the cut at the Quicken Loans with this the 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 background uh, you know of this podcast being trying to to earn your tour card, this being the biggest purse by far of the rest of your tournaments this year. This is this has got to be the most important event of your summer, right? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're going over there um, a little early, uh, just like we did last year, and just to get acclimated to the weather, the time, and um, kind of the course and how it's playing. So, and I have the same same caddy that I've that I had last year, so I'll be I'll be fairly comfortable out there, and um, I'm just really eager and excited to get back there and um, play well. So. Are you thinking this whole time? You're just, you know, you're just jumping on tour. But are you thinking this whole time about earning the tour card? Is it on the back? Is it in the back of your mind? 
No, I I don't think so. This past week, um, it was just all about having fun out there, um, and and just playing well. You know, I I didn't hit it too well last week, so I kind of I, I never got in position to to make some birdies and stuff like that. And um, I mean, I missed it by three, and it, it felt a lot more than that, just because. Um, you know, some putts weren't dropping and stuff like that, and which is just with just golf. So, I mean, um, if you get on the other side of that um, and get things rolling, um, you know, you can kind of get in a groove and um, you don't have to think about anything else but just playing golf. So, Before we continue, one more quick podcast recommendation for you. If your sports fandom stretches beyond golf, like possibly to football, where Jordan, I'm sure, is a Packer fan like myself, then you probably know of Rich Eisen, the popular NFL analyst and show host. Eisen recently joined the Sports Illustrated Media podcast with Richard Deitch and was not shy in his opinion of former co-worker Skip Bayless. Eisen and Deitch talk about that and much more on the Sports Illustrated Media podcast this week. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast app of choice. And with that, back to Jordan Niebergi. I'm curious, the the other guys that are trying to do the the you know, earn a tour card through sponsors exemptions, uh, you know, Jor, uh, Jordan Spieth did it, but Bryson DeChambeau is one of those guys trying to do it. John Rahm, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, those are the, probably the two most noteworthy guys doing it right now. Uh, have you talked to them about? Did you guys talk about the process of trying to do it that way? Um, not really. Um, we just—I mean, I, I talked to John a little bit last week. I've talked to Bryson um, a bunch when I've been out here, and uh, and that never really comes up. It's just about um, kind of how we're doing and uh, how we're playing and um, how how awesome it is to finally be out there and uh, competing against some of the bigger guys is it is it tough uh to see some of your peers do it before you uh, while you're still at school at, at um, oklahoma state is it is it difficult to kind of be waiting in the wings knowing that you just kind of have to be patient um no I, I think it's actually pretty cool to, to see some of the guys that you grew up playing against um being able to play well and um, be out there um, right now. Like I was on the team with uh, Justin Thomas and Patrick Rogers, and they're out there now, and so is Michael Kim. and uh, Max Homa just got a win uh, on the web, and uh, Ollie Snyderson's just got a win on the web. So it's, it's really cool to see them being, able, being so successful, and it just kind of drives, drives me to work that much harder, and um, so I'm ready when I'm out there. I'm glad that you mentioned the web.com tour because that's kind of plan B, I think, for a lot of guys who don't mm-hmm. quite earn their tour card right away. Is that your plan B? Like, what do you figure, uh, how does the web.com tour kind of figure into maybe your future plans, even though it's kind of distant right now? Um, yeah, I mean, that'd be a great second choice, <laughs> obviously. Um, being able to have status out there and, um, you know, it's, it's there for a reason to get you better and get you ready for the next level. So, um, by the end of the year, if I, if I'm able to say, um, I've, I've got my web card and, um, I may get to the playoffs or whatever. Um, it'd be a pretty successful summer and, um, and, and I'm ready to work hard throughout the year. Um, if I, if I have that and being able to make it back to the, back on the, the big stage. So, yeah, no kidding. Now, I find your story particularly fascinating myself 
because I've been tracking it a lot longer than most golf media. You know, I grew up in Wisconsin as well, and it, it was kind of mm-hmm. back back in 2009 that a friend of yours and mine, he told me uh, I needed to watch out for Jordan Niebergi. I wanted to call his bluff. This is seven years ago, uh, but here you are playing tour events. He was your caddy as a junior player, uh, Joe Borowski. And, yep. and uh, yeah. I suppose he knew your game back then better than anyone. Yeah, he's... He was awesome. Um, he was a high school teammate of mine, and I uh, asked him to caddy for a couple uh, U.S. juniors for me, um, one being at, uh, out at Trump um, in uh, New Jersey and one being out at Gold Mountain in Seattle. So um, I've gotten to know him pretty well. Um, we talk every so once in a while um, now. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, some of the guys – from my high school team when I was a freshman, he was a senior. So um, uh, there was four seniors and one freshman on the team and they kind of took me under the wing and um, a lot of them still talk. We, we still talk today. So it's pretty cool. Now, excuse me for just um, trying to, to be blunt with it, but I thought it was kind of comical when he was telling me when you were a freshman, like this guy's going to be on tour one day. Which is to me it was it was hilarious. I I thought you know Joe, there's no way that you can just choose your high school teammate and say that this kid's playing on tour one day. But he saw it in your game. You know he saw how mm-hmm. how well you hit driver and whatnot. I'm curious yeah. when when did you uh, when did you think that that uh, professional golf was your destination one day? Um, you know I I grew up playing golf. Um, I started when I was three, and it's kind of been. All, all throughout the years, it's kind of been my goal and my aspirations to make it to the tour. And I, I don't know what specific time or year that I, I thought I could do it, but um, you know, it's always been in my head. So um, I think that's what kind of drives me. And um, you know, uh, what you talk about is more than likely what's going to come true. And um, it's it's pretty cool to be able to finally be here working all, all your life for it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get going and, um, have a success, successful summer. No kidding. Well, either way, Joe Borowski deserves some credit for calling that shot <laughs> seven years ago, <laughs> yeah. back when you were still yeah. a freshman in high school. Uh, I appreciate the time, Jordan. Uh, best of luck at Truon. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's it for the golf.com podcast today. Great stuff from Jordan Niebergi. Certainly a golfer to keep an eye on, even if he isn't able to pull a Jordan Spieth and earn his tour card this year. While Niebergi is grinding and trying to earn a tour card, I'm out here grinding and trying to earn more subscribers for the podcast and great five-star ratings on iTunes. Help us out. It's as easy as tapping your phone. Until next time, I'm your host, Sean Zock.